Shalom Aleichem Guys, how are you doing? Baruch Hashem, we started to um, to grow, huh? We started to grow Baruch Hashem There is an amazing uh, development in the interest that you are uh, showing in, uh, in Limuda Torah, in learning Torah Baruch Hashem that uh, with no doubt I can testify that for long time I was uh, teaching and and guiding you in many aspects of faith and finding Hashem and knowing Hashem but um, Baruch Hashem in the last um, few months and maybe even less maybe a couple of months so uh, Baruch Hashem we learned a little bit of Torah and it's very enjoyable very satisfying so, um, Baruch Hashem, the Creator, helped me in many ways. And one of the ways is that uh, He introduced me to many, many very fantastic books. And I have a lot of uh, sources of inf inspiration under my hand. And um, so, um, I think that um, we learned a lot from the book of Rabbi Akiva. And uh, there was... Uh, some nice, very elevated uh, moments over there in that learning. But I wanted to move forward. And Bezat Hashem will go back to that amazing book. So um, I wanted to read for you. And um, I want to mention something that I'm uh, not preparing myself to the classes. Therefore, many times when I read and when I tell you some stuff... It takes me a while to understand exactly what's written. Um, but I I think it's more um, authentic in that way. That um, I, uh, I'm just like we're learning together. I think it's a, it's a very nice it's a very nice thing that we're learning together. Bezat Hashem. So um, if you remember, I told you about Rabbi Eliezer ben Horkanus and Rabbi Eliezer ben Horkanus is that uh, wonderful person um, that became the rabbi of um, of Rabbi Akiva on him I told you the amazing story of how um, he was teaching Rabbi Akiva on his deathbed and uh, Rabbi Akiva told him please teach me after Rabbi Eliezer ben Horkanus told him, there is so much um, I want to, I, I, I could have given you, I, I was willing to give you much more than, than finally you got from me. And uh, Rabbi Akiva told him, okay, so we still have time, teach me now. And then uh, Rabbi Eliezer ben Horkanus opened his mouth and started talking and teaching him and teaching him and teaching him. And the flames of fire surrounded the house and the bed where they were. Uh, Rabbi Akiva was standing and Rabbi Eliezer ben Orkinus was lying on, on his deathbed. And, um, and the fire was flaming and all the rest of the sages of the righteous ones who were there ran out from the house in, in, in panic, from fear. They were not able to deal with that heat, with that crazy light that came down. And after a couple of hours, Rabbi Akiva was not able to deal with the with with the with the with the amount of light. So he started to scream, "That's it! Enough! Enough! I can't, I can't, 
I can't uh, I can't uh, bear it anymore. It's too much for me. So um, Eliezer Ben Orkanus, Rabbi Eliezer Ben Orkanus, looked at him and told him, "I'm going back to heaven with the tablets in my hands," and that's how his soul went back to heaven, holding the holy tablets, the spiritual Torah in his hands. With a clear message, I was not able to pass them down to you, um, my student Rabbi Akiva. And we read for the last few weeks from the books of Rabbi Akiva, and we see the depths of, of the inner springs of Rabbi Akiva's wisdom. So, like, what? How can that be? How is that impossible, like, in the world that Rabbi Akiva was not getting everything from him? But Rabbi Akiva himself said that the way that he took out wisdom from his teacher, from Rabbi Eliezer ben Hokanus, um, is like a dog that is drinking from licking water from the ocean. It like it's it's a joke. Like what that you can take from like a dog that will take from the ocean, he won't change the ocean in a bit. It's like it won't affect the ocean's balance at all. The amounts over there are, are wild, and that's how Rabbi Akiva felt himself compared to a dog, to the to the oceans of wisdom of Rabbi Eliezer ben Orkinus. So today we're gonna start learning from the book of Rabbi Eliezer ben Orkinus. Rabbi Akiva's rabbi, let's learn his Torah. So if you remember, I told you that the first time that Rabbi Eliezer ben Orkanus spoke Torah, um, Rabbi Eliezer ben Orkanus was also Baal Tshuva, was also start, like Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva started his Torah journey and learning faith in the age of 40. And Rabbi Eliezer ben Orkanus, his rabbi, started his Tshuva process when he was 27. So it's true, he was not that old like Rabbi Akiva, 40 years old, but he was still 27 when he began. And um, and he didn't know how to say Kriyat Shema, and he didn't know how to say Birkat Amazon, the blessing on the food. He didn't know. And Rabbi Yochanan was, uh, Rabban Yochanan ben Zakai was his teacher, was his rabbi, and taught him how to start, like because he didn't know any of those wonderful things. He started his tshuva in the age of 27. And first time that Rabbi Yochanan told him, you should speak Torah, you should say Torah, so light came out of, of his, like around his head, and, um, and uh, the words of Torah that come, came out of him was the strongest words of Torah that ever been heard in the world after the time that Moses brought down the tablets from Mount Sinai. That great was Rabbi Eliezer ben Horkanus. So, um, so Rabbi Eliezer ben Horkanus, that is the one. It's written, Rabbi Eliezer was sitting and teaching and his face was shining like the sun. And beams of light came out of his face like the beams of light that came out of the face of Moses. And no person who sat in the crowd could tell if it's night or day. Came Rabbi Yochanan, his rabbi, Ben Zakai, behind him and kissed him on his head. And told him, and then Rabbi Yochanan told him, Ashrechem Avraham, Yitzchak, Ve'yakov, Sh'yatsam, Zem, Echal, Tzechem. 
Praiseworthy are you, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that that is one of your children. Okay, like they are blessed, not you are blessed. They are blessed to have you as one of their children. Okay, so now let's see. Rabbi Eliezer, I'm just reading, okay? I don't know what I'm reading, and I'm reading for you, and I'm reading with you, and you're just going to dance and be happy, okay? I want to see you dance. Rabbi Eliezer ben Orkanus Patach. Rabbi Eliezer ben Orkanus opened his mouth and said, Who will praise the, the greatness of the Creator, will make all his praises heard in the world? Can, there, can, can, can one person in the world be able to express, to say, to talk all the, the greatness and power of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of the Creator, or to express all His greatness in, in sound. Even the servants, the heavenly servants, the angels are not able to tell even a drop of His power. And we must talk as much as we can in what He did, that means the actions of the Creator, and what that He in the future to come will do. Why? For His name to be known and famous to His creations that He created from one side of the world to the end. Every generation must praise your actions. Every generation must praise your actions. That's it. And now it's a new paragraph. Until the world was created, the name of the Creator was alone and there was nothing except of him and then it came to his thought to create this world and he was like moving reviewing all the world like all this idea all the plan all his thoughts in front of him but it was it was not it was not enough it was not standing that way that he wanted to create the world was not good enough was not stable like a king who wanted to build a palace and because that like a structure at a place a palace now you need to put foundations on earth and if you don't dig well enough you cannot um, build that palace so the creator he had a vision he had an idea of how he wanted to create the world but it was not stable enough. It couldn't stand until he created the tshuva. Tshuva was the reason the worlds are standing. Okay, that's it. We can finish the class now. We're all happy. You're allowed to be bal tshuva. You're allowed to want to fix and to correct. It's okay. That is the purpose of this creation. That the person that failed will find his way back to heavens. I heard the saying, I'm not a, a, a perfect American like you guys. So I heard that uh, saying only yesterday. But uh, my friend who told me that, he told me that it's a famous saying, but I'll repeat it, um, that religious people are people who are afraid to go to hell. But spiritual people are people who've been to hell and they don't want to, to like and they want to to find their way out like they're they're on their way out they've already been there so i think that that is the answer it's written that 
Bale Chuva are achieving a level that is higher than complete righteous people. And in the place that complete uh, that Bale Chuva are standing, even complete righteous people are not able to stand. And every one of us that is a Bal Chuva is asking himself, like, come on, what is it a joke? Like like I know myself, like I'm failing and I'm like falling and I'm I'm forgetting and I like I'm so far, so far from the truth, so far from from being holy, from being pure, from being righteous. Like who am I and where am I? Like we're talking about Rabbi Eliezer ben Horkenus, the flaming fire. We're talking about Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Akiva. Like who am I to be compared to those people? To to even sit with them on the same table, to stand, to breathe the same air in the same room with those. Pillars of fire, those those foundations of the world. Like, who am I? How can how can you think to yourself that as a Baal Tshuva you'll be able to stand in such an elevated place that a complete righteous man will not stand in? So, it sounds hard to understand, but actually it's very simple. And based on those writings, the things that we just hear, just read... The foundation of the world, the thing that brought stability to this creation was the tshuva. Why? Because we meant to fail. It's written in the verse, En tzadik asher tov En tzadik ba'aretz. There is no righteous man in the land who will do only good and will not fail. And won't sin. There, there was no there was no one perfect righteous man who never sinned. There was no. None of them. And even if we want to say he never sinned, he never sinned, if you're going to read his writings, his books, you're going to see that he himself is confessing on his sins. So you want to say no, he never sinned, just to his high level of holiness, he held that thing as a sin, as a violation. Okay, so in his level he sinned. To his eyes, he was crying for not serving the Creator properly. Do I need him to walk on four for me to think that he sinned? No. If he himself is holding himself that he messed up and he's an honest person, so it's okay, like I understand, he, he, he violated, he sinned, he failed, he messed up. Maybe for us it's not a violation. Okay, but who cares about us? We're talking about him. To his level, to the place that he was standing, it was a failure. He was not praying with the right intention. He was not doing charity with the, from the bottom of his heart. He, like he failed. Yes, he failed. To his level, every person, his failure must be a failure to his level. If it won't be out of, out of the, like, if it wouldn't be an outcome of his failure, it wouldn't be a sin. I read once a letter of, of, of rabbis who spoke about eating chametz in the time of the Holocaust during the Passover. And for them it was a mitzvah. It was a mitzvah because they didn't want it to die and they didn't want it their, their, their followers and, their, and Am Israel, the Jewish people over there, to, to, to die in hunger. And therefore they had to command them and to allow them to permit them based on the rules of the Torah. To eat chametz in Pesach for not to die, for them not to die. So sometimes when you eat chametz in Pesach, it's a mitzvah. It doesn't mean that now for you, okay, now you can go. No, it's a mitzvah in the days of the Holocaust. It was a mitzvah in days of hunger. It was a mitzvah in days of, of, 
of, of, of crazy threat on, on lives of people, that if he wouldn't take that bite, he might die. So in those hours, even this horrible violation of eating chametz in Pesach, it would consider as a mitzvah. So, et la'asot la'ashem, eferu toratecha. There are some times that for the will of Hashem, for you to be able to connect yourself to God, you need to sin, and it won't be a sin. Why it won't be a sin? Because it will bring you and elevate you to a higher level, a level of holiness and purity that a person can never achieve without tshuva. Because tshuva is uplifting you to levels that a complete righteous man cannot achieve. Because the humility that you buy, that you earn, from finding yourself in rock bottom, crushed down to the ground, mopping the, the, the tiles with your beard, with your chin, is something that heals your spirit. It's something that brings stability to your mind. It makes you able to appreciate other people and respect other people and love other people and be sensitive to other people's situations and, 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 and issues. And any person on earth that failed, he actually just been humbled by the Creator and learned a great lesson. Now, ideally, we don't want to fail. But if a failure came, what that it brings is stability that is needed not only for the correction of the individual, also for the whole wide world, like we can see here from the holy words of Rabbi Eliezer ben Orkanus. So, now Rabbi Eliezer ben Orkanus is telling us, seven things been created before the world was created, and those are the seven. Torah, the wisdom of God, that is the Torah, Vegehenom and Hell, Vegan Eden and the Garden of Eden, Vekiseh HaKavod and the Throne of Honor, Ubeit HaMikdash and the Holy Temple of God, Vetshuva and the Tshuva. Tshuva is the feeling of regret and the action of confessing on that mistake and the request from the Creator, after accepting on yourself not to do so anymore, the request to Him to help you not to fail in that failure that you just failed in anymore, again, ever again. And, Ushmoshel Mashiach, and the name of Mashiach. The name of Mashiach is also a creation who been created before the world was created. How do we know that the Torah been created before of time? The verse is saying, Hashem kanani reshit darko, Hashem bought me in the beginning of, of His way, of kedem mif'alav, before His actions begin. Kedem is earliest. The kedem means the ancient time, before of time. Me'az. Kedem. Why it says Kedem? Ratzalomar, he wanted to say, Kodem shelo olam, before the world was created. Gehenom, hell, where did we learn it from? From the verse. Ki aruch me'etmol tafta. That hell, that one of the names of hell is tafta, like um, tofet. Tofet is like 
a horrible place, a, a source of, of, of pain and, 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 and like, it's, it's like, it's chaos, it's a source of chaos and pain. So that started, the verse is saying, from yesterday. Why does it written yesterday? When is that yesterday? Like before Wednesday, before Tuesday, before Monday, when is yesterday? So the sages learned yesterday from the day before the first day. Yesterday, the before any of the days, before of time. Gan Eden, the Garden of Eden, where we learned that it had been created before of this world as well. That it's written, Vaita Hashem Elohim Gan Be'eden Mikedem. That the Creator planted His garden in Eden Mikedem. Again, the word Kedem. Kedem, earliest time of them all. Mikedem from before time. Kisa Kavod, the throne of honor, where we learned it from. That it been said, Nachon Kisacha Me'az, your throne was set since then. What does it mean since then? When? Since when? Since the time that is before the creation. The temple, Beit HaMikdash, Minayin, where we learned it from, that it been said, Kise Kavod Marom Mirishon. The throne of honor was established ahead of the first, before of the first. Merom higher means before like first in line before the first first to the first so what does it mean before the first from the time that is before the first day before the creation of the world where we learn tshuva from the tshuva was created before of time before of this world that the verse is saying, "Beterem harim yuladu." Before the mountains came out to the world, before the they they were um, born, before the mountains were born, "Teshev enosh ad daka." You, the, the verse is saying, people enosh people will come back to you from their depression, from their lowest levels of them all. So people are coming back to Hashem <coughs> from the time that is before when the mountains were born. Terem shelon olam, before time was created. Shmo shel Mashiach minayin, the name of the Messiah. Where do we know that the name of the Messiah was created? Because the verse is saying, Lifne shemesh yinon shemo, before the sun was created, Yinon, that's his name, um, is his name. And another verse is saying, Ve'et bet lechem Efrata Tsair liyot b'alfei Yehuda Umotzotav mikedem Wow. Okay. The verse that is interpreting the name of the Mashiach is saying to us, that he came from a place close to Bethlehem Ephrata, means an area that is close by to Jerusalem, to Jerusalem, 
a young person, Tsair Liyot, Balfei Yehuda, from the tribes of Judah, means that he will be Jewish, Umotzeotav Mikedem, and his source where he came from is from Kedem Mikedem, Ad Shelon Olam, from the earliest days before of time. That's interesting, right? It's very interesting. Miyad immediately nitya Immediately the Creator wanted to consult the Torah. He asked the Torah that her name is wisdom to create the world. So the Torah answered to him and she said, Ribona Olamim, the master of the universe. If there is no army and if there is no camp for the king, um divisions of soldiers, so who he will be a king for? Um, and if there is no nation who will praise the king, so where is the honor of the king? The master of the universe, the creator, heard those words and they were pleasant to him. So the Torah told him, the creator consulted me to create the world that the verse and, and, and brings a verse for an evidence for that. And from that, the sages said, the Torah was praising itself for the fact that the Creator consult with her, and on that the sages said, a kingship without advisors is not a kingship. And we learned it from this and that. And the one who listens to the advice of the wise, he is, the one who listens to the advice, he is wise. So the Creator, he listened to the ver, to the to the advice of, um, of the Torah of the, of his wisdom, and followed it, and created the holy nation of Israel. Created human beings, created people to follow him, and to accept the Torah. That's it for now. Pray for me that I'll be able to uh, come and teach again tonight. May the Creator bless us all to rise and shine and to be happy and to be stable in our minds, always to reveal the loving kindness of the Creator. Three huge gifts the Creator Um, gives to his people and it's the house means the temple that he will rebuild the temple and the wisdom the wisdom means the desire of the heart to attach ourselves to God and the third one is the king the Messiah Amelech HaMashiach Those are the three main blessings and gifts that the Creator gave to people. He gave them the temple, the wisdom, that is the way to know how to attach themselves to the Creator, the desire to do that, and the Messiah, the King who will lead us to our redemption. We can't wait. We want Mashiach now. Thank you so much. Be well and be strong and be powerful and support our activities. Please help us. You have a donate donation button over there. Don't be lazy. Click it and um, support our holy work for us to be able to continue and to spread the Torah and the light in the world 
to four wings of the universe for everyone to come back to life and to serve him with a happy heart and a wishing soul. Amen. Shum da ba ba lo yatsor